Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and your life. I am a mom and wife who merged my knowledge as a clinical psychologist and professor for over 20 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business, serving others and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living unapologetically while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about systems that I have used to open and grow my private practice. And then also I'm going to add that I used these exact same systems when I first started my group practice. And so before we get into fully the episode with me dropping all of these gems, I did want to make another huge announcement that if you have not already heard, the Dope Therapist Academy Manifest a Profitable Private Practice Program is open for enrollment for our spring cohort. And so this is our signature program where we have therapists all over the country and some all over the globe come together in an online community through an online course portal and on Zoom calls to get live coaching from myself, as well as some of our experts and support coaches. And we talk all things manifesting a profitable private practice. So what does that mean? If you are in the beginning phases of starting your private practice, maybe you see your practice like a side hustle. It has no systems. You don't have consistent revenue coming in. Or maybe you've had a private practice for a while. However, you are at a plateau. You're not really sure what's going on because I know at the time of this recording in 2024, we are in a very uncharted territory uh, situation as it relates to inflation. And even though you may be doing okay because you have a gift and that gift is definitely needed in a lot of places, some of the clients that you may choose to serve due to inflation, they may not be able to participate in therapy as maybe they were before. And so that means that we have to become very, very creative with how we are pivoting our marketing, our messaging, but also it does not mean that you do not get to dream anymore. 
We don't just focus on having a vision for your business, marketing, ideal clients, automation, delegation. All those things are great when you build out systems, but it doesn't matter if you're not able to enjoy life after you've built out these systems. And that's what we cover in the DTA program. So if you want to learn more about the DTA program, make sure to head over to my website at drtk.com forward slash DTA. You can also click the link in the show notes as well as our general resource link, which is drtk.com forward slash links, which if you listen to this episode and DTA doors have closed, you are welcome to see anything that we have coming up. Also, what's really huge is that we had a three-day YouTube live stream bootcamp. We also had a dedicated Telegram group community where those therapists who were participating in this bootcamp round, they were able to have some deeper discussions. After the bootcamp, we had some challenges going on, and then they were also able to ask us questions in which they were able to help us co-create podcast episodes as well, hence one of the topics today. And so DTA doors do close on Friday, February 9th. And so if you want to binge watch those videos so that you can assess the health of your back office, even if you don't have a private practice yet, maybe you want to talk about, um, I'm going to call it business therapy. When we talk about wealth, we talk about generating revenue in our business. And why is it that we are not attracting the right clients or the right revenue consistently in our business? We cover all of that. Okay. I don't leave nothing off the table. And so we have a great time. So make sure that you check those videos out because they will not be up forever. All right. So let's get into this podcast episode today. We had someone submit an epic question about systems in private practice. And so what I'm going to do today is share with you three main systems that I used when I opened and over time grew my solo and group practice. Now, as a disclaimer, especially with group practices um, in DTA, let me just add is for solo practice or for people who have a group practice, but probably just rolled out of bed and opened up one because that's what I did and didn't realize that even the systems, standard operating procedures, and just things that would help onboard other therapists to be smooth are not in order. Better yet, they're not documented. So DTA will help you create general foundational things in your operating system. And then we do have some bonuses in DTA where when you unlock certain areas of your portal, if you do want or have a group practice, we will um, help you apply for that program after you're done with DTA. Okay. So today we're going to talk about three systems, simple practice, QuickBooks, and Google Drive. So first let's go into EHR. I did not start my private practice doing simple, doing simple practice. I actually started my practice doing paper notes. I started my private practice back in 2011, okay? So I was doing paper notes because I would only have like one to three clients once a week, every other week. And then this is the benefit of, to me, subletting because you're not by yourself, especially when you begin. Back then we weren't doing telehealth and I was on insurance panels. So a lot of that was not even allowed back then in private practice as it is now, along with telehealth. So I just so happened to, you know, talk to the other therapists in the office because there were eight of them. Some of them were very, very seasoned and I'm talking about expertise and age. So I'm going to soak up all of that knowledge. Okay. Because I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have coaching at that time. And so 
um, we would talk every so often in between clients and I noticed that they were typing stuff on the computer, very similar to what I was doing at my county job at the time, but I just didn't know how to put that together for a private practice. And so after a conversation, they had told me about one platform called Office Ally. Now I had Office Ally about three times. Um, I did not like it because it was more for medical institutions, but it did the job. I just had to learn a lot of the navigation. It was not easy, but it was very affordable. They sent off the insurance claims. They did super bills. They collected payments. They did all the things that Simple Practice did. But to me, it was very similar of comparing what a computer screen looked like in 1998 versus 2024, drastically different, right? So simple practice. I fell in love with simple practice. I had it in my group practice. The therapist fell in love with it. It was easy to navigate. And I'm just gonna say the simple practice that you all have access to now, I'm very, very blessed. I'm very, very grateful that technology moves at the pace that it does and the systems that we invest in also are able to keep up, even though it may take them some time to catch up because things need to be HIPAA compliant. So with simple practice, these are some major categories as to why I love EHRs, not paper, and of course, simple practice. Simple practice is what we teach to in the Dope Therapist Academy program. However, it does not mean that they cannot take that information and get another system. You just have to be able to navigate that system, just like we tell the therapist in simple practice, because even though I am a business coach, I did not create simple practice. So I cannot tell you every single thing that goes wrong with your simple practice. You pay for them to fix the system. So go to the source. So number one, of course, is a streamlined management system. Think of Simple Practice as your one-stop shop. It is an all-in-one platform for things like scheduling your appointments, uh, documentation, treatment planning, intake forms, um, providing a space for telehealth, which that's even gotten better since 2020. And honestly, it simplifies any type of administrative tasks that you have to do to manage your mental health practice. So like an all-in-one. When you hire an admin, you can train them on simple practice. You can give them access to certain videos in the help area so that you're not creating all the standard operating procedures by yourself. Simple practice has videos. And what I love that I teach our students with in terms of operating systems is don't get into the habit of creating your own videos unless you want to do something in a specific way because the system that you're using has the training videos for you and your team. So double check to see if they have an updated video because you want to be mindful not to go to YouTube for everything because a YouTube video that I could have created in 2000 is very different than what I would have created in 2024, okay? So they can handle a lot of your administrative needs and really just look at it as a very integrative uh, platform that can save you time and I'm going to say money and you don't have to duct tape a whole lot of tools together. Now, number two, Simple Practice is really good with their secure HIPAA compliant client communication um, area. So you can send your client messages. You can communicate with your clients safely. For example, I was on maternity leave, but I uploaded all of my like workbooks that I created for my clients just in case they wanted to do like some homework activities, like grounding, mindfulness, some CBT for kids, think before you act or speak kind of thing. I uploaded all of that to the platform and they can access it at any time. 
And again, it is HIPAA compliant and it protects the client and your private practice with integrity. Okay. Number three is that of course, money. It automates your billing. You do have to set some things up in the background, but a lot of the stuff is already set up for you. And it allows you to file with your insurance panels with the claims. It'll even kick it back if you need to update something. And then they also have, of course, a customer service team that can help you understand what's happening when you submit your claims. And then of course, some things may still need to be taken up with the insurance panel, but you can do things like super bills um, that can be done as frequently as you would like. You can charge your client on the card on file. Your client can put a card on file. And did I mention they have a library just full of templates. Every single template that you can probably think of that you may want to add to your therapy practice, I would encourage you to take a look at the templates that they already have in place again before you double do the work. Okay. So those are some um, big three categories of simple practice, streaming, streamlining your practice, like the all-in-one platform, secure communication between you and your client, and of course, billing and um, revenue collection. Okay, so number two is QuickBooks. Let's talk about money and how you track it. And so I'm gonna be quite frank. I am the person that likes spreadsheets. I self-taught myself QuickBooks, but that is not everybody's gift, nor is it mine. But I just decided to move my information from QuickBooks, I mean, I'm sorry, from Google Sheets, Excel Sheets over to QuickBooks. Over time, I ended up um, getting a CPA and then I ended up having someone do our bookkeeping service. And so um, even if you have a bookkeeper, they're going to require you to start a subscription on QuickBooks, which means that you still have to go set it up. You still have to link your bank account. It doesn't mean they won't show you how to do it, but you have to be open to doing certain things on your own. Okay. So number one in QuickBooks is that it helps you organize your finances. And so in summary, because I know that this is probably the driest part, is that it will track your income coming in because it is connected to your bank account. It will track your expenses and all of your transactions all in one place. One thing that I do love about QuickBooks that my CPA encouraged me to use is when I'm out, let's just say if we have a team event or we're buying our clients dinner when we used to have live events every single year, um, or we you know, go out as a team or something like that, he told me instead of keeping all these receipts, snapshot the receipt, especially the ones with the tip and all those things, and then directly upload it to QuickBooks. That way, if he has questions, he can just go look at the receipts in QuickBooks. And so it organizes all of your financial planning needs. And then it is very helpful, of course, for your bookkeeper and tax person so that you're not responsible for trying to understand all of these numbers. Number two is, of course, at the end of the year, you prepare your taxes and you have to to be compliant. There should not be any guessing about how much clients paid and all these things. This is a software that simplifies tax preparation. Okay. So your tax person may ask for some levels of access. It can be limited access. You have to go in there. You have to grant people access to what they can do. And you can actually send them an email that says, you are my accountant. You are my bookkeeper. I give you access to X. It's not access to your bank account. What you're doing with the linkage of your bank account is you're simply saying, this is where I bank so that the bank will talk to QuickBooks and pull in all of your transactions, but they don't show people your bank account number and things like that. And then number three, um, you may not need to use this if you have an EHR, but QuickBooks, let's just say if you have other types of business ventures going on in your mental health business, maybe you go out and do workshops for mental health. 
could you do invoicing and payment processing through QuickBooks, okay? So you can talk to your tax person about that. So number three is one of my favorites. It is Google Drive. This is my number one best friend in business. Google Drive, I love it because you can access it wherever you are. I became BFFs with Google Drive when I had a group practice, primarily because certain people that I would hire in the beginning phases of my group practice, I hired uh, two admin part-time. One was a psych student on a rotation, like a volunteer for six months. The other was actually a LVN working at a psychiatric institution. And she just wanted to see what it was like to work with functional people, right? In the mental health realm. So I trained both of them. One of them onboarded my clients. The other one vetted them through a consultation process through, of course, training. And so what would happen is let's just say the person is returning phone calls. They would track that on Google Drive. The nice part is I was able to, of course, back then talk to Google Drive, make it BAA, which is a business um, agreement or association agreement. It basically identifies that they're protecting our information. Our information will not be shared, but we still would not like divulge everybody's personal information on Google Drive because back then, again, EHRs wasn't popping like that. And so this was my way of tracking all referrals just in case I needed to build a wait list. And by the way, at the time of this recording, Simple Practice does have the ability for you to add a wait list in your EHR. So many, so many upgrades, right? So again, they were able to access, I was able to access this Google Drive from anywhere and everywhere. There were times where, let's just say if I'm flying, I don't want to base my ability to pull something up on the plane because I don't sleep on the plane. I'm gonna have fun when I get to my destination and I might do, be on a work trip anyway. So I would say I want to access this Google Sheet or this Google document or this um, slide, you know, Google Slideshow offline. You click a button and even if you don't have Wi-Fi, you can access all of your forms. And as soon as you turn back on Wi-Fi, it'll upload the updated version to the cloud. But let me tell y'all a little quick story. I'm mistaken. Uh, Google Drive was actually my best friend in grad school. This is why. I used to work at Best Buy Geek Squad. And I didn't understand the power of saving your information until I was the check-in person. I plug up their computer and then one of the guys come and do the whole computer diagnosis or whatever. One student, this was before I was doing my dissertation, she said, I'm writing my dissertation. And I was like, okay. She said, but here's the problem. It's on my hard drive and something happened where her computer wasn't turned on. And we were like, oh my God. So I expressed to... My coworkers, please find this girl's information because that's going to be horrible. She told me what point in her literature review she pretty much had written to. She was almost done. I'm like, whoo, that's a lot of papers, right? So her computer was not turning on. Um, of course, you would say, okay, did she back, you know, update it to a hard drive? Hard drive not working. Did she update it to a thumbnail? I, I mean, back then that was a little hard drive. I don't know. Bottom line is she didn't have no backup. That was available. So guess what? She lost her entire dissertation. They could not recover it. Her computer shut down. It would not turn back on. They ran all these diagnoses. They sent it out to the manufacturer. Nothing. They could not save her information. So from that point on, because of course I had to deliver the news to her because I was over customer service, is that I told me, myself, and all of my friends, I stood up in class and made this announcement when we started working with our dissertation process. And I said, hey, listen, y'all, y'all know I work at Best Buy. Let me tell y'all what happened. 
And, but what we did was every time that I saved a version of my dissertation, I would not just save it to my computer. I would also upload an updated version to Google Drive. I would also save a copy to my thumbnail drive. I was not playing about my computer shutting down. But again, Google Drive, you can access it anywhere and everywhere. Now, a benefit to Google Drive, kind of just getting off the track of private practice for a while, maybe you're a professor. Maybe you need to share information with family members. This is a great way so that other people can access things if you just add their email address to the particular document. So as you can see, Google Drive is the business specifically for its ability to have a cloud-based storage and accessibility component. And over time, if you need more space, like me right now, I add videos and all those things to communicate to team members um, in the United States and maybe even out of the country to maybe even edit my YouTube videos. And so I may upload them to Google Drive, which means that I need to update um, and expand my data. Number two in Google Drive, kind of mentioned this already, but collaboration and sharing, um, real-time collaboration. I remember the first time I was using Google Drive at one of my practicums. Somebody was in one part of the building. I was in the main area. We were both on, on the Google Drive creating like a curriculum for a group therapy program. And we were both typing at the same time. Now, at first, it kind of freaked me out. I thought it was a ghost. And then I was like, wait, is that you? And I typed the person's name and they said, Takesha, you know, I heard them yell my name. And so we realized that, wow, we can literally co-collaborate on this document together. And I've learned how to incorporate this in my college classes when we had to take things online during, you know, the 2020 situation and all the um, room classrooms were shut down abruptly. I was teaching at two different high schools. And so I took online my gift for knowing how to use Google. And I like to break my students out. And we do this in DTA too, our private practice program. We break students out into groups. And from time to time, I may want them to work on a shared document where group A does workbook A, group B does workbook or worksheet B. Now when we all come together, I share the link so anybody can get it. When we all bring the information together, now I can turn the shared link off so nobody edits anything else. Me and my team can go and clean it up and then we can make this document available for everybody in the class everybody in the program. And I cannot tell you how beneficial that has been for the adult therapist Academy, because think about it a year ago, somebody may have asked a question that triggered me to say, you know what, let me create this Google doc real quick. Cause I'm real fast with creating it. Let me give y'all the link. I want y'all to break out in the session a year from now. You can be using their questionnaire for how they hire. That's really how we use Google Drive, okay? So collaboration and sharing. And then of course, the integration with Google Workspace. This is still fairly new, but one of the things I like about Google Workspaces is that when somebody's in your Google Drive, you don't have to give them access to your drive, but you do have to put in their email address to give them access to every section or every document, okay? But in Google Spaces, you can share with maybe let's just say a larger group of people, information like Google Docs, Sheets, Slides, pretty much everything, productivity tools, but it just looks different, more like a classroom, okay? So in summary today, we've talked about the three systems that have definitely helped me streamline things in my business. We've talked about Simple Practice, QuickBooks, and Google Drive. Everything that we've talked about has a link um, in the show notes. Some of them may be affiliate links, but check out um, you know, all of the links. I know that Simple Practice, QuickBooks, and Google Drive 
all have certain specials that go on. If you sign up using my link, then you may even save some money or earn some money if you utilize their services beyond a 15 day or 30 day trial. So I really hope that this is helpful. And again, I really thank the clinician who submitted this question during our boot camp so that we can co-create this podcast episode together. So if this has been helpful for you, I would be very grateful if you would one, follow this podcast, subscribe to it, share this podcast episode with at least two to three other therapists that you know who wants to grow their private practice. Of course, we have a lot more episodes on private practice, solo practice, group practice, and other streams of income. And so I have fun creating these episodes. And also, if you want to co-create a podcast episode with me, if you go to drtk.com forward slash links, you can actually submit your podcast episode, me and my team vet the questions. We look at them throughout the month. And then from time to time, we select those when I'm not just doing solo episodes on topics that are definitely needed to talk about and motivate mental health therapists in business. But from time to time, we also do interviews as well and on YouTube. Okay. So check out the show notes, look at all the resources, and I will see you in the next podcast episode. Bye. Fire me up. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now I know what you're thinking. That flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head down to the show notes for additional abundant resources. And if you're looking for a new tribe of abundant therapists, just like yourself to connect with, connect with me on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych. Until the next episode, live abundantly.